Welcome to the official podcast of the Love Times Two Project. Change the culture and the politics will follow. Hey, welcome back to the Love Times Two Podcast. I hope that you've been having a really great summer so far. And I also hope that you've had a chance to listen to our most recent episodes, introducing three of our speakers from the brand new Love Times Two Project Speakers Bureau. If you need a great pro-life speaker for an upcoming event, check us out at lovetimes2.org slash speakers. It's the easiest way to find a great speaker. Browse, connect, done. We'll be circling back in a few weeks to introduce you to more speakers, but For right now, we have some fast-moving stuff that we need to talk about on the podcast this summer. And believe me, there's a lot going on right now. You don't need me to tell you that. Uh, It's really hard to believe that we're now one year out from the fall of Roe versus Wade. Some things have changed. Some things haven't changed. And suffice it to say, the abortion issue is still a front-page topic in our culture today. Now, I'm always going to remember being in the middle of a Zoom call on June 24th, 2022, when someone on the call interrupted to say the Supreme Court was issuing the ruling now. And we learned, of course, in just a few minutes, as did the rest of the world, that the court had come to a complete reversal of Roe. It was truly a defining moment in American history, but the great swing and miss by the U.S. Supreme Court was this. It simply threw the issue back to the states to decide. The Supreme Court did not rule to end abortion. The Supreme Court did not rule that there's a constitutional right to life of unborn children in the United States. They didn't do that. And there's only one way, frankly, that that works in the long term, in my opinion, and that is if the cultural tipping point is reached one way or the other. And after that cultural tipping point is reached, no one cares enough anymore to make the status quo change. Short of that, it simply won't work because just like the days of the tragedy of human slavery in America, it doesn't make sense. It simply doesn't make sense to say life is protected in one state life is not protected in the state next door. Hey, America tried to do the same thing so many times with slavery. Consider the Missouri Compromise, Kansas-Nebraska Act, Fugitive Slave Law. Look at your history of the United States, and you're going to find that there were all types of failed attempts to accommodate human slavery. It didn't work then, and it's not going to work here. Roe had to fall without question. I would not argue that at all. The point is, the court did not affirm a right to life for unborn children, and so this massive cultural divide continues in the United States. Now, we talked a lot about Roe in multiple episodes over the last two years, but today, I think it's worth revisiting two of those episodes just to see how well our predictions panned out. Way back in February of 2022, We did one episode titled Five Things That Will Happen If Roe Is Reversed. And then we did a second episode back to back and we called that one Five Things That Won't Happen If Roe Is Reversed. Really clever there. (laughs) But back to back episodes, what will happen, what won't happen. Why did we do that? Because there was so much confusion and misinformation on what a Roe reversal would actually mean. And remember, in February 2022, we had no idea No one on the planet had any idea that in June of 2022, there would be a full reversal of Roe, not a partial reversal, not punting the ball. The Supreme Court took it on, full reversal, threw it back to the state. So what did we predict in February 2022, and how did these predictions pan out? Well, I'll tell you what, let's put them to the test. Let's take them one by one, and we're going to start with the five things that we said will happen if Roe versus Wade is reversed. Number one, we said the race to the cultural tipping point on the issue of protecting human life will accelerate 
100-fold. And that's exactly what's happening right now. If you're paying attention to the abortion debate, you know that the race is on to win the culture because the culture is always upstream from the politics. I'm going to repeat that. I've repeated it a thousand times because it's at the core of why we do what we do. The culture is always, always, always upstream from the politics. That's why we are all about winning hearts and minds, the culture, because the upstream must be the priority. Number two, we said there needs to be a major step up in the believing church to serve women and children. And yes, that still needs to happen. Some churches get it, some don't. And the fact is the world is still waiting to see if we really, really, really care for moms and babies. This isn't up to political leaders to figure out for us. Followers of Christ need to lead the way. Number three, we said abortions will become a regional business, and so it has. Some states have ended nearly all abortions. Others have moved to make it even more available. And now it's a state-to-state business evolving into a regional and a mail-order business model as abortion pills continue to rise in use. They, that is the a majority procedure used for abortions in the United States now, the abortion pill. Number four, we said there's going to be a great and urgent need for prayer. You better believe that there is. Hey, just check your daily news feed. You're going to see evidence, clear evidence, that our culture an overall reflection of where the hearts and the mind of the people are at right now. Our culture is melting down at a rapid pace. How do you address that? It has to start with prayer. Number five, we said there will be a great and urgent need to show compassion for those suffering from the pain and regret of an abortion. This remains spot on. I encourage you to go back a few episodes and listen to an interview we did with Jack and Sheila Harper of Save One in Abortion Healing and Recovery and how they express that uh, the trauma is getting even even deeper with the rise of the abortion pill. In some ways, the need is even deeper now than before Roe fell. Jesus stands ready with arms of grace and compassion for those who are suffering from the pain and regret of an abortion. And we have to ask the question, are we introducing those who are hurting to him? Are you looking for the perfect speaker for your next event or conference? Look no further than the new Love Times 2 Speakers Bureau, your go-to source for great pro-life speakers. We have a roster of renowned experts who can inspire, educate, and entertain your audience. Our speakers are ready to unleash their expertise and make your event a resounding success. Scheduling a pro-life speaker has never been easier. Visit lovetimes2.org speakers and schedule your speaker today. Hey, now let's pivot to what we said about the five things that won't happen if Roe falls. Number one, we said abortion won't end in America. A very sad truth here. We knew that was going to be the truth. Uh, Most of us that were looking at the reality of what Roe would really mean, we knew this would be the truth. Abortion didn't end in America when Roe was reversed. Unborn kids, they're still at risk of abortion. Pregnant moms are still at risk of abuse, coercion, being used. And the race to expand the abortion pill is quite frankly just throwing gasoline on the fire. There's a hard road that's still ahead. Number two, we said lawsuits won't end. If anything, this was an understatement. Abortion is still being litigated seven ways to Sunday, as the old saying goes. And as long as there is an abortion industry with bottomless pockets, this is always going to be the case. Lawsuits didn't end. Number three, we said the cultural tipping point won't be reached when Roe is reversed. Let's be honest. There were some people who wrongly assumed the only reason we had abortion was because the Supreme Court forced it on us. This wasn't true during Roe. It's not true now. The cultural tipping point will, however, be reached in one direction or the other by 2030. But that's going to come through winning hearts and minds and not through a court ruling. Let's just state the obvious. 
Even the strongest pro-life state laws will eventually fall if the cultural tipping point falls in favor of abortion. In the reverse, even the most aggressive abortion-supporting laws will fall if the tipping point falls in favor of protecting life. That's why the culture is always upstream from the politics. Number four, we said unplanned pregnancies and coerced abortions will not end when Roe is reversed. Indisputable. In a broken world, these things will always exist. So what's our challenge? We must always be working towards compassionate solution for caring for pregnant moms and their babies. That didn't go away. Number five, we said the need for Christ-centered transformation of our culture won't go away. If we ever, ever think that the answer to a messed up world is as simple as a Supreme Court ruling, we aren't thinking clearly and we're not thinking biblically. If we could fix all of this mess ourselves, why did Jesus even come in the first place? Because we need a Savior. He's the only way, the only truth, the only life. And the moment we think that we can make everything right, whether it's through a court or a Congress or a president, hey, we're only kidding ourselves. It does not mean that these things are not important. Of course they are. But political action does not negate the reality that the real culture change requires real heart change. The real heart change is going to come through Jesus. So here we are one year after Roe. Moms and babies are still at risk of abortion. The political heat is raging as we head into a major election cycle. We haven't seen anything yet. And the culture is fracturing an even greater defiance of God than at any other time in American history. Oh, and by the way, a sin-weary world is still in need of Jesus. Hey, there you go. One year later, five things that will happen if Roe is reversed, five things that won't happen if Roe is reversed, and now we've scored those against history. I'm not a prophet by a long shot, but I've got to say, I think we nailed every single one of those. We were 10 out of 10. So what's next? Hey, we're going to talk about some other things this summer. Hey, that's it for this episode of the podcast. I want to encourage you to take some easy steps to support the Love Times 2 project. Number one, make a financial gift at lovetimes2.org. And if you're able, make a recurring monthly gift to support our vital work. If it's $5 a month, $10 a month, $25 a month, whatever you can do, it's going to be deeply appreciated. Number two, subscribe to this podcast on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform that you listen to. Number three, give us a great rating on the platform that you're listening to this podcast. Number four, check out our new speakers bureau at lovetimes2.org slash speakers. You need a great speaker, we can help you with that. We can connect you to somebody who can do a great job for your event. Hey, thanks for joining us, and never forget, change the culture and the politics will follow. Thanks for listening to the official podcast of the Love Times 2 Project. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And never forget, change the culture and the politics will follow.